0: Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahneman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahneman on the ContenderCast for Shining a Light on Bright Ideas. This morning, you guys are going to love my guest, Logan Brown. She is the founder, Spencer Jane. You guys are going to love hearing about this really cool new brand and just her story and how she got here. Um, And and what she's got going on in addition to launching this business is is pretty significant. So you guys are going to love her. Logan, it's so great to have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you. It's exciting to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited that you're here. We just had fun connecting over um, our backgrounds. Uh, Logan was a Koch scholar. And I, you know, as most of you know, I worked for Koch for 10 years and was actually really enjoyed being involved with the Koch Scholars program. Um, Logan, why don't you just share r- real briefly a little bit about Coke Scholars?
1: Yeah, so Koch Scholars is a program for high school seniors. They provide a $20,000 scholarship and they pick about 150 students from across the United States, and also included in the scholarship is a trip to Atlanta. And so, when I was Woo-hoo! a senior in high school, I got <laughs> to go and tour Coke's headquarters and meet the CEO and all sorts of people. But I think probably the most exciting thing about the Coke Scholar Program is the network. And so, I've really been able to stay in touch with scholars both from my year and from previous years over. The course of my lifespan and it's been incredibly helpful
0: yeah really cool program and um we have a mutual friend named carolyn norton and um it's just <laughs> fun when you make random you know gosh we set up this interview a couple weeks ago and then just discovered we have this friend in common i love the network effect um really cool and um we're here to talk about you today logan and your company um so share a little bit of the background of what kind of led you to starting spencer jane and you know why in the space
1: Sure. Um, So I think that it's important. So the story of Spencer Jane came out of my experience last year. I'm currently a 2L at Harvard Law School, and I started Spencer Jane last year during my first semester of law school. And it all started whenever I was about two weeks into classes and an opportunity arose that I needed a pantsuit for. <laughs> and so I was living in Cambridge at the time and I was like, this is fine. I'm just going to go to the mall and I'm going to find a pantsuit. Right. And I went to just any random department store and I tried on pantsuits and there, there was nothing that I felt was high quality comfortable, and then made me feel good in my skin. And so I really didn't know what I was looking for. I was going from store to store, Ubering from mall to mall. I was texting pictures to my mom of various (laughs) options and asking her if it looked like something fit. And I was just getting incredibly frustrated. And so I texted my friends that were also in law school or other professional degrees. And I was like, where do you get your pantsuit?" And that's when I realized it was a common frustration. They didn't really have a clear answer for me. They just kind of lamented on the same problem and also expressed their grievances with the pantsuits available on the market. And so at the time I was, um, initially going to write a paper about this, like women generally don't need a pantsuit until the moment they find they find out that they have a job interview. And at that point I was going to write about all of the time that they waste going around, trying to figure out what fits, what's <laughs> a good option. Right. And so I created this survey and I sent it to my friends and then I asked them to send it to their friends. And I ended up getting over 2000 responses wow. about women, what women were looking for in a pantsuit. Um, Um, What, where they were going, what type of things they didn't like about the process, about the pantsuits themselves. And so that's really where I then kind of shifted over to like, I'm actually going to fix this problem. And then Spencer Jane was born.
0: Wow. Okay. I love that. And I love that you have the story so, so tight. I I think it's awesome. Uh, What a cool problem to solve. So, um, You're in law school and then you decide to launch a business also. How's your time management? Has that been difficult? Or has it been like (laughs) you know is that challenging or what does that look like?
1: I think, that, I think that is challenging. I think that that's challenging for someone in, regar- in law school, regardless um, to whether they have a company on the side or not. Um, but I think that one thing that I've been able, really fortunate to be able to do is I've been able to cross enroll in classes at Harvard Business School. Sure. And so I've been able to, and also I've been like focusing on taking classes that can like help my company and also my entrepreneurship like journey. And so I think that I've been able to like really use Harvard Law School as a means to get free legal advice or like do things for myself. So like when I can converge my law school journey and my company, I try to do that. But I think that it's also been to my benefit that law school has been online. Um, We went remote in March of 2020. And since then, I've been living in my parents' basement with like a few months in Boston at a time. But for the most part, I think that I've had a lot of extra time on my hands.
0: Wow. No, totally. I mean... It's probably worked out to your favor. You know what I mean? To be able to, to manage both. Um, Sorry. so talk, so you have this idea, um, you, you, you have a problem statement, I'll call it. How did, what were the first steps to get started? You know what I mean? It's one thing to put up a website it's another to actually have product and, and be able to fit and whatnot. How did this all start?
1: Yeah, so I think that from the from the like 2000 survey responses I have, I really started brainstorming and figuring out a way to turn that into a product. And like I had no background in apparel design, Fabric production, nothing. Right. But I do think, and so I think that like the key to me building this brand has really been LinkedIn. And so every step along the way, anytime I needed to do anything, I would go and I would find relevant people on LinkedIn, and I would find like ten people that are technical designers, if that's like what I was trying to do that week. And I would send them like interview requests, and then I would do informational interviews until I had a, like a, a solid enough idea of what was expected from me at this stage and who I needed to be speaking to. And I have continued to do that throughout the process. And so I had this idea. I focused first on doing customer interviews and really nailing down what I wanted and what people that were in my target demographic wanted out of this product. And like the first thing that I realized is that, people my age. And so Spencer Jane is a pantsuit company. And um, I initially was going to target millennial and Gen Z women. So like the target audience came about from that there are plenty of pantsuit brands on the market that target millennial and Gen Z women, but that none that focus on them. And so that's why the offerings are so horrible. But so I really like took that demographic and nailed down what they were looking for out of a pantsuit. And the number one... um, Need or desire was one something that fit really well and was stylish as well as practical. And then the second was comfort and practicality. And so first I wanted it to be stretchy and then also machine washable, which then turned into which that kind of um criteria then drove the rest of my approach because I needed to find a fabric that was machine washable and stretchy. And there's like a limited number of manufacturers that are able to do that type of thing.
0: Sure. And how did you then figure out manufacturing and fabrics and whatnot? Like did did you again lean into the LinkedIn network? Or... I did so yeah.
1: I found a a fabric on the market that I really liked, and whatever you find, like that's something that a lot of clothing brands are very uh, selfish about. It's not something that they share what type of what fabric brand they're using. And so I found a fabric that I really liked that was not even being used in a blazer; it was being used in a pair of pants by another brand. And I went to LinkedIn and I found this brand, and I reached out to every person I could find that worked in product development. Um, for this brand. And I did informational interviews until somebody told me what the fabric company was. And then I reached out to the fabric company and um, was able to get samples. I didn't end up using that specific fabric. I used a different fabric that was better suited to a blazer. And then the same thing for the factory, I reached out to, um, there's a blazer design that there's like blazers that I think are really high quality. And I reached out to people in their um, development team, their their maintenance team, their quality assurance team. And that's how I was able to get connected with the factory that I use. And the blazers are manufactured in Italy, and it's one of it's a man, uh, manufacturer that makes high quality, like very high end luxury goods that I'm working with.
0: That's very cool. Okay, so that's great. And then, how did you decide what to inventory, or and and or do you do make to order? In other words, do you get an order first, then make the product and and whatnot? How does that work for your brand? So it's brand? not
1: made it's not made to order or made to measure. And that's something that I am exploring in the future. I think that there's a lot that technology can do to assist in women's fashion. I think for right now, I'm just focusing on like creating an inventory. And I think that that's the problem with any startup. But I started this in 2019 during my first semester of law school. I created the pantsuit. I did a couple of iterations. I had the factory. I was ready to go. And then this was like in February of 2020. And then March of 2020 happened. Mm -hmm. I was about to place my order. And then my factory shut down, the world stopped wearing pants really at all. Right. And then people worked from home. And so I was like, here I am trying to start this like pantry company the in the middle of COVID. <laughs> and so um I kind of put the plans on hold because one, I couldn't do anything because my factory was um, closed. It was either shut down or they were shifted to PPE. And then I didn't know what like the marketplace for women's like formal wear would be or professional wear. And so I kind of waited it out over the summer. And that's whenever we started like seeing that there was news of a vaccine. I think that most of the professional world, especially legal services, um, had shifted to a remote working, and people were still wearing. So and they were still wearing blazers. Um, not not the entire suits, but they were still wearing blazers. And so I shifted my design a little bit and I launched with the ultimate work from home blazer. And so <gasps> as well, that. and then I paired it with a pair of sweatpants. And so then I, I also- The wore,
0: quarantine yeah. collection.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's what we launched <laughs> with. So we launched funny. it in February or like late January for pre-sale. And then we just got our inventory in last week. So now oh we're actually shipping and taking orders. But- um, the in I did my original inventory based off my pre-sale orders.
0: That is so funny. The quarantine collection, it has what you need a blazer, <laughs> sweatpant, and a mask. I mean, like, of course. That's
1: correct. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, funny. but that, I mean, that was really just made <laughs> because of the change. I was able to do a quick pivot mm-hmm. because I was an entrepreneur. We were clean. Like we didn't have any orders in yet. That's <laughs> that's how that came to be.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. I love it um that's very very cool now did so how did you decide how much inventory you based it on pre-sales
1: i based it on pre sales and interest yeah
0: that's great okay so here we are um and you've got inventory and you start shipping and that's exciting so looking ahead things are opening up you know in many markets you you know i'm hoping travel meetings etc so then do you shift to add the pantsuit and whatnot
1: we are planning to add the pantsuit. I think that we'll be having it having it for sale or up for pre-sale in the next month or so is when the pant will be added oh, to awesome. the whole suit collection. And then we're also adding an um, uh, undershirt with the blazer.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Wow. That's really cool. And then how are you getting the word out? How are you building buzz, awareness, you know, getting uh, so those I pre-orders, I think I've been
1: really lucky. Uh, I downloaded TikTok and (laughs) I made a TikTok like the first TikTok I'd made and I just made one to see how it would work and I just like put it through a few pictures together like pictures of me and I was like hi I'm Logan I go to Harvard Law School I tried to find a pantsuit I couldn't and then I did like a video of the photo shoot from the um original Blazer launch and it went viral I got like 500,000 views and like two days on it and so From that, I was able to get a plethora of pre-sales, and then I was also put in touch with a couple of um, journalists who saw it, who then reached out to me. So I've been in a couple of magazines, but I think what has been the most helpful to me is I was in above the I was featured in Above the Law, the Harvard Crimson, the newspaper did an article about me starting it while in law school, and then it was picked up by the American Bar Association, who sent it out to um, basically every lawyer who's registered with the bar in the country in their daily update. And then put it on all of their social media and then above the law which is the most prominent like legal blog it's kind of witty did an article about it as well and so then i really was able to hit the legal market and i had really good success with um both of those pieces
0: wow that it is the power of of media like that i mean that's amazing and, and really really cool um and off to a good start you know, I always love to ask our guests, like, what would be two or three of the biggest lessons learned, you know, in starting a new brand or a, a, a company? And I know you're early, early stages here, but you've had some an opportunity to, to figure out inventory and production and, and taking orders right. and whatnot. What would be some advice you'd share to other entrepreneurs that are listening to our podcast?
1: So I think that the best piece of advice that someone gave me is that it only takes one yes. And so I remember when I was trying to find a manufacturer, when I was trying to find like the type of fabric that I wanted to use, there were a lot of people that were like either not sharing uh, who they worked with or they were not taking my calls. Or it was like the fabric didn't work out the way that I wanted it to, and I think that if you are persistent enough, and then if you keep working and find somebody that's a good fit for you, then everything can fall in place from there. There's a lot of no's coming at you when you're an entrepreneur, and it only takes one yes or one opportunity to work out for everything else to fall into place.
0: Totally agree. Yeah, and it's hard to be patient waiting for those yeses, but when they come, it's pretty awesome, and um, you can build upon it. Share with our audience how they can find you, connect with you, check out the brand, make sure, pre-orders, so etc.
1: So we're Spencer Jane Suits on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. And then you can go to spencerjanesuits.com.
0: That's so cool, Logan. It's so fun meeting you. Um, so glad we had a cool connection. Um, excited for you. I can't wait to see the the brand. I, I think the quarantine collection is so it's so cool and funny because like yeah, I mean on when you're on Zoom or camera, like you know nobody would know you're in your sweatpants, you know. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really I cool. think there's somebody that did a study and it was like sixty percent of people have like not worn pants at all <laughs> during a Zoom Jeez. interview or a Zoom call, and so like at least like. We're <laughs>
0: it's so funny. It's like for me, it's sport coats. You know, I have great sport coats and I haven't worn them in a year. It's like crazy. It uh, anyway, um, this has been awesome. Hey, great meeting you. Great having you on. Hope you'll come back down the road and share more about how things are growing for you.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me.
0: The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands.